Howdy, howdy, y'all. I'm Curtis Sunset. And I'm Leo Halston. And, and this is Weathery Rainbows. Rainbows. <sighs> well, howdy, howdy, Miss Halston. Let's go for a walk on the Rainbow Trail. Oh, no. The last time you forgot the umbrellas and got us into a whole heap of trouble. I won't forget this time. Let's go. Howdy, howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the interview portion of Weathering Rainbows, where we get to interview some cool people out there doing some amazing things for the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, today, we have a special guest. I know a lot of you all watch this person on TikTok. Uh, he's got tons of followers on all of his different platforms, uh, and I know I'm looking forward to his new show that he's putting out here soon. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little later. Today, we have Art with us. Art is a Ukrainian uh, immigrant to America. Um, and I know you've heard a lot of that in his TikToks, but Art, give us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Um, I'm Art. Um, my name is Art Tem. It's my full name. I basically, I am an immigrant from uh, Ukraine. I moved to U.S. Um, five years ago. It's been actually five years last month. And yeah. uh, before I moved to U.S., I lived in Poland and got my bachelor there. I left Ukraine when I was 17. So right when kind of war started and, um, you know, I was, I'm from very east side. So where it's actually started like 2014. And um, I moved to Poland, lived in Poland, then I moved to U.S. And uh, it was a different, different cities I lived in. But now I moved to New York like a year ago. And I'm pretty much settled in here. I just moved in with my boyfriend. What I do is I do a lot of content creation and I do a lot of like TikToks, YouTube, Instagram pictures, all mixed up things. Yeah. That's pretty much who art is. <laughs> so I want to take it back to some of the first things you said. Um, obviously, you were born and raised in Ukraine uh, for 17 years. Uh, tell us what it was like to live there um, and any concerns you had about being LGBTQ. I think that was definitely an interesting experience. I mean, first of all, if you are born gay in Ukraine, good luck. <laughs> it's yeah. not the best country to be born gay. But uh, yeah, I had a pretty interesting life in terms of this because I really tried to convince myself that I was bisexual till I was like 17, I think. I really tried my best to be bisexual. <laughs> that was my excuse. Okay, if I can do it with girls sometimes, it means I, I'll get married at some point and then, you know, I can fool around. That was my things. Yeah, this is when it comes to, you know, growing up as gay in Ukraine. Like, my life was, I'm from a very small conservative town and it's mostly a Russian-speaking town. It's very, very east and I grew up with a mom. I have a dad, but he lives in Russia. He's Russian, actually. 
So okay. um, I'm like Ukrainian-Russian. <laughs> from gotcha. Right, right to assume. Yeah, it was definitely not the best experience, you know, if you're LGBTQ, because it's very different. Like even now in America, you can he- you can hear or see, okay, there's like this kid is probably gay or like this kid in, in high school is going to be gay. In Ukraine, no one is gay, so they're all hidden very much. Even though we did have one tra- kind of like the person was transitioning, which was very rare and very interesting experience for the school in Ukraine in a small conservative town. But I was never trying to talk to this person. And whenever this person tried to talk to me or something, you know, where even encountered somehow in high school, I was turning on my straight boy face and, you know, just being very mean sometimes, which is not the best part, but, you know, this was me. So, yeah, but besides this, growing up till I was 17, it was just tough because uh, you can't really see any examples or you can't see yourself, you know. It's very funny when sometimes, you know, I get comments on TikTok and they say, like, oh, you can turn gay or like, you're going to make our kids gay or something. I was like, yeah, I'm gay in Ukraine. <laughs> right. <laughs> was not, not that even like a person was there, you know, uh, not a single person I've seen till I was like, I don't know, who's, who's gay till I was like probably 18, I think. I think it's, I saw in Poland first time. Yeah. And then I didn't even know the word gay, you know, I knew the F word. Right. I knew that, you know, <laughs> right, right. In, in the Ukrainian Russian version. And I knew I was gay when I was five. I literally realized it. So yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience. I think there's a lot of issues with like lack of education. No one talks to you about this, you know, parents, that's why never know what happens to their kids. Their kids just hold them themselves. So you know, not the best experience. So it's like, right. Right. And I mean, obviously, not just being LGBTQ, but you in Ukraine was a very different environment was going on. Um, I know a part of your bio is war was going on literally 80 miles from your home. Uh, For Kentuckians out there, that's the distance from Lexington to Louisville. So that is a very short distance. Uh, (laughs) Right. Can you tell us kind of your reaction? I know you started posting a little bit more serious stuff on TikTok whenever uh, the Ukraine-Russia uh, war kind of started here recently. Um, what what has been your experience? I know you had family members and stuff that were still over there. For me, the reaction what happened to Ukraine was very scary just because I lived near the war and I lived very close to this and our city was bombed, but it was just once, right? I remember the day very clear because uh, when the Russian president declared that it's happening, my boyfriend went to happy hour with his MBA friends, right? And I was just home by myself sitting and I was watching the live stream, what he says, right? And then I just remember there's this Telegram chat, you know, I don't know, it's not very popular in, in America here, but basically it's a Telegram chat when it kind of works like WhatsApp and we have all the Russian Ukrainian groups over there. And the reason why it's so popular because they have so much encrypted information. So basically no one can access it and it's very hard for government to ban it. Right. So right. wherever it was happening, I was reading on telegram news from other cities, you know, and, uh, I was following this Ukrainian channels and I see, okay, there is the first rocket that hit Odessa, second rocket hit Kharkiv. There is a. Uh, you know, people coming through north, coming from south, coming from east. They're coming from everywhere. And, you know, at some point I got very sad because I thought I didn't know the potential of our army. 
you know, and uh, I got very, very scared. And like my boyfriend came over after, you know, <laughs> he stopped his happy hour. He just texted me like, I'm coming over. And, uh, you know, right. the first night I was just not sleeping until like 6 a.m. We were just shocked. And uh, it, it's different kind of war because in Donetsk and near my city, when it was happening, there was no air attacks, you know? So, you know, I still have family. I have uncle who is on my mom's side who is fighting, you know, he goes 10 days, he's fighting and 10 days, he's back. And then I have his family. It's a, like first reaction was just, I couldn't believe that it's hitting all the cities, you know, because it was unprecedented, you know, in people in Ukraine till the very end, no one believe it's going to happen. Literally people are like right. laughing at my face when I would told them. And even I was talking to people who are from my city, right. Who live kind of near the war, kind of like. You know, I'm on the Ukrainian side still, you know, so they didn't take it, but that's why they start the war itself. Like they said, also, they want to take the whole Donetsk region. So they want to take my city and other cities, you know, so it was terrifying and it was very, very, like, I didn't post that much in TikTok though about it, you know, because mm -hmm. there are two different types of people, I feel like, um, the first type of people who are like actively helping or trying to bring the information, awareness and everything. And the second type of people who are me, who are not as loud sometimes, I did post a lot on Instagram and YouTube, but like I was like sending money to different types of people or to mm -hmm. army, you know, I was more calm because I was like way too shocked. So that was the yeah. first, you know, first two weeks, it was definitely depression going in the news every day. Like you're just sitting on the news, you know, then the said it sounds people getting used to this and also it's slowing down, then it's picking up, you know, you're definitely constantly watching it and you have a family, I have a family members there, you know, but it is unfortunately what it is now. Yeah. I know, um, uh, you did post a little bit about it on Instagram and stuff. And I'm just wondering as a TikToker, obviously a lot of your com your, uh, social media and stuff is based on humor or based on, you know, uh, kind of TikTok. You got to play with the algorithms. You got to do those kind of things. How did that affect whenever you had to have those serious moments? Do you think that that knocked you out of any algorithms or anything? Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question because my TikTok is not based around politics and based around like being mm -hmm. cute sometimes, uh, making good comedy stuff, you know, and uh, bringing awareness, like I do have my own trend walking with a flag, right? People got used to seeing this. And also TikTok algorithm is very, very bitchy. I don't know if I can say this, but it's very, very bitchy. But I also grow not only TikTok, but um, growing also like Instagram and other platforms, right? So, and this is the money that comes from. So if I do good on TikTok, the money comes from TikTok. You know what I mean? And like, right. You need to be focused. So it's a great question in terms of how to deal when you have to be funny and you have to be cool. And then at the same time, there is a war in your country. How appropriate is it to post things shirtless, right? Or to yeah. post the comedy stuff or to post, uh, you know, walking with a gay flag. Because I remember when I walked up with a gay flag, like two days before I posted about it, or I actually posted the TikTok about don't say gay bill. Right. And someone commented in my comments, like, uh, why don't you worry about your country more? <laughs> you know, you should be right, yeah. posting about your country more. 
And I was like, well, I kind of live in America and this is my country. You know, I left right. it years ago. So, <laughs> but uh, it, it knocked me out of Instagram because I reposted one of the stories. I compared Russia to German Nazi people and Instagram took down the post and I was like, not in a good post. You know, I was not showing to people. And like, I lost, like, I think I lost like a thousand followers on Instagram very quickly like in terms of a week, I think. And people were, right. it was funny actually, because people texted me like, or oh, you post all this stuff about where you're just making money out of this, or like, you're just promoting yourself or something. I was like, like, it's actually the opposite. Cause if people didn't get used to watching you, like, you know, funny and cool, and now you start to be funny and cool, you know, people are not going to be into this very often because they, and right. I know like, it's, it's weird as it sounds, I understand, you know, some people don't want to see some things, you know, it's their choice. It can be playful, but I, it took me probably a month, a month and a half. I feel like to come back to stuff. You know what I mean? I didn't really disappear ever. Like I kept doing my live stream on YouTube, which is like more mature audience and people who actually want to like hear more and talk more. I never really disappeared that much, but it definitely hit me. You know, like in terms of all of their even or thinking, like what do I want to do? You know, and I tried to do like a couple live stream here and there on TikTok about Ukraine. And on TikTok, actually, it was very lovable by algorithm talk about Ukraine and post Ukrainian videos. But like, I actually didn't want to do this kind of videos. You know what I mean? I could have right. possibly, like, if people judge me, like, oh, you do your I could have possibly taken advantage of it because the day before war started, I did also funny TikTok when I was like, I'm Ukrainian, I'm this, this, this. And this video like went, did very well because the Ukrainian word going like very well. So just clarifying, it definitely hit me a lot. It definitely, you know, took me some time to restart, you know, it definitely, but I never really disappeared because the thing about me, I like can do content ahead of it. But I also, it was mentally hard because there was a lot of people who were texting me like, why don't you go back to your country and fight? I was like, why don't you go back to, you know, some, right. some places you guys have war in, you know, and you don't go fight, you know, because it's not my, really my country anymore. You know, I left eight years ago. It was my decision. So, but this question of like, why don't you go back to your country and fight? Especially when, you know, we see the image of people who are fighting for their country, you know, but not everyone in Ukraine fights for their country. So, all right. How do you okay. deal with negative uh, comments on uh, TikTok? Like, we do you read them all? Um, well, yeah, this is a perfect question. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I don't read all the comments, like, very, very rare. I stopped reading comments on TikTok after I went viral on Christian TikTok, not on Christian TikTok, Christian nationalism TikTok. That's when I stopped reading comments that much, but. I don't really read that much comments in TikTok because it can get like get to your head sometimes. You know, other mm -hmm. platforms, I, I'm very lucky. I don't really have that much of the haters. You know, I don't really have yeah. like sometimes on YouTube shorts will go viral. You know, YouTube pushing short videos now. And like when I would go viral with walking with the flag or like, you know, some comedy stuff, yeah. people also can get very mean on YouTube. But I just, you know, I usually, when I see that video got on the side of the platform that is like mean platform, I just don't try to not read it. And sometimes I respond, sometimes I laugh, but like I have immunity now, you know, because there's a lot of bad comments at some point. 
Yeah. I really crave it. Um, I have another question. How many TikToks did you do before you went viral? Uh, that's a good question also. I want to point it out. Um, I I don't think I would start doing TikTok ever. Mm-hmm. I started my first TikTok in 2019. Mm. But I didn't think I'm going to go, like, I didn't think I'm going to do TikTok, right? My first TikTok, I started in 2019, September, when I moved to Los Angeles from Chicago. I did like five TikToks. One of them got like 5,000 views. I was like, holy moly, that's 5,000 views. <laughs> and it was absurd. So it was some weird shit. Like I was pretending that I'm going to Ariana Grande party or something. <laughs> and then I kept posting and I kept being like, and I was in closet at this point of my life, right? I, I kept posting here and there. And I was like, like, I didn't get any traction. And I got very discouraged. My mistake was that I was comparing myself to a lot of people. You know, I already seen people like Charlotte D'Amelio, even though I never saw, saw her in my For You page, but like girls like her who was, who had like a million likes. I thought it's yeah. too late. It's too, and I was saying it's too late in 2019. You know, it was way yeah. too late. <laughs> it was way too early, but I gave up, you know? And then after this, I created a new account like three months later. And I posted again, like stuff, like dance and stuff, whatever. And I gave up, you know, and then I created again, a new account during the current quarantine. And I did try to do this dances, you know? So first, first I kind of had it like 2019, like September. Then I had like account in December. And then I started in 2020 again in March. So I was posting videos. It was like 10 videos each account probably, right? On, on the, during the quarantine, I was really putting my effort into dancing videos. I did not succeed. It's, 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 it looks easy, but it's not as easy as, you know, as we all think. <laughs> it's not easy. I can't learn. And I'm going to dance classes for two years already. So it was my third. Wow. Then I moved to Austin, Texas. <laughs> In Austin, Texas, I started my fourth account, which I also tried to do with like dancing videos and stuff. I posted like, again, like 10 videos. I did not succeed again. I didn't like gain like even like 200 followers or something. So I again gave up. So. So one, two, three, four accounts, the FIFA account, when I went viral, I went viral with a FIFA account that I started on Thanksgiving day. I was, it was very sad day. Cause I was alone. My roommate kind of bailed out on me, you know, and I really hated my job as a server already. Cause I was like, I'm, I worked as a server for such a long time, you know, and I started this TikTok account and I remember the third day. After posting, I got like 2,600 views, you know, and I was like, holy moly, it's like three days and I got 2,600 views, you know, and then I started on Thanksgiving and I went viral on Christmas. So, you know, total was five accounts, you know, that are (laughs) four accounts that are like, just, you know, went away. (laughs) It didn't work. I just gave up. And, uh, but I, I'm going to tell that between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I already had 30,000 followers. So, you know, I did gain a good amount of followers. You know, one of the videos, it was a comedy video that was like, you know, I still kind of try to protect him straight <laughs> a little bit. But then I was just like, no, I don't want to protect him straight. I have so many stories that can be fun. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just weird when you try, when you're gay and you try to focus your comedy to the girls. You know, who yeah. trying to be obsessed <laughs> about guys. So yeah. So yeah. it was a month 
But again, it was five accounts in terms of like two years. It was not easy. Wow. Yeah. So how did that moment change your life whenever you finally went viral with the, uh, I believe it was the LGBTQ flag in front of Bank of America? Yeah. Was, was the LGBTQ one that took you flag, over? Yeah. Um, so what happened, there was a trend on TikTok when the guy was dancing shirtless in front of the people in the gas station. You know, it was like, like I don't remember what the song was, but we all knew this song. And it was very random that he was walking out of the car, right? And um, I decided my friend, with my friend, actually, was like very cold. It was December, right? Even though I lived in Texas at this time, we decided to do this in front of Bank of America without any behind hidden thoughts, you know? We decided, and I was like, and I already came out at this point, you know, I was already, I, I did like stuff. And uh, I don't know why, but like I decided to keep it for Christmas because I have this idea. I'm not religious. I didn't even know Christmas is about God before I moved to America. I just thought Christmas is Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, wow. very, 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 yeah. Very interesting <laughs> fact. But uh, I decided to, we filmed it on, on Sunday, I think. And I decided to keep it for Thursday because I believe in Christmas Miracle. I watched this movie with Amelia Clark, you know. Um, last Christmas, I think. And uh, I posted it on uh, Christmas at 11.45 a.m., right? And, like, I think hour after I posted it, was, like, 100,000 views. And I was like, call them all. <laughs> you know, I, it was, uh, you know, Christmas morning, uh, and uh, it changed everything because in, in terms of, I think, it took me three days and I had over a hundred thousand followers. Like it was, you know, it was insane, but also I didn't really realize I didn't try to like gay bait or it. You know what I mean? I didn't expect it. Right. I tried to like, I don't know. I just tried to do something nice and sincere. I don't know what happened. And then it changed everything because I see so many people and it's completely changed my life. You know, it's, if we can talk like everything that I have kind of is because of TikTok, you know? Um, all right, so this segment is going to be called Getting to Know Art. It's 10 random questions. Uh, some of these kind of questions were asked uh, at Pride, uh, just random things that people wanted to ask our guests. Um, so the first one to, for Getting to Know Art is, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is to come back where I was in terms of, like, my financial stability, my... Uh, life itself to where I was when I moved here. Like I moved here with nothing. My biggest fear is to lose it. Like I'm really, I don't want to lose it what I have because I'm very grateful. Uh, the next question is, what is your favorite song to sing? That's very easy for me. It's going to be, and I don't talk shit about you on the internet, never said anything anything bad or something like this. It's Billie Eilish happier than ever. It's mm -hmm. like the best song ever for me. I love Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish supporter. Good <laughs> All right. Uh, third question. What's the craziest thing you've done in the name of love? The craziest thing I've done in the name of love. I love the mm -hmm. guy in high school and he was straight, which is don't recommend doing it. And he really loved this girl. I don't think it's a good thing, though. But you ask me craziest thing, right? 
So he really, yeah. he really was into this girl. So what I did, I started dating the girl he liked. So she's not gonna date him. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit you moment. Did you guys watch TV show you? Did you watch yes. this uh, uh, so Yeah, you moment. You guys asked the craziest thing. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think it was very smart and nice of me, but I really wanted to keep him single. So yeah. I love that answer. I love it. I, that that is very smart. <laughs> All right. Uh, Art, uh, the next question is, uh, is what makes you the angriest? You know what's so funny? The small things make me sometimes the angriest. Mm -hmm. Like, I worked in a restaurant, right? And uh, I was very, like, I think I was very good at my job. <laughs> People told me. And like, for example, when we go to the restaurant and I see that people are not good to us, like waiters not good to us, it can make me like angry, just like, like when they're just not busy, but they genuinely like just not good to us. Like when people are unfair, you know, like people unfair and yeah. the small things, like I can literally, my biggest fights with my boyfriend were about how many people lives in Manhattan. <laughs> you know, and we were arguing about like, no, it's eight million. No, it's like two million. It's like, you know, so... I don't really have like anger issues, but sometimes it can get to my head something small, you know, or like the host that when it comes to the restaurant, the host will not sit us like for like big time. And there's going to be someone who came after us and she would see them right away just because she likes them or something. You know what I mean? Some small things I can get small and unfair. I don't like unfair things. Yeah. All right. This question is going to be, uh, what is one thing that you will absolutely never do again? The one thing that I'm absolutely never do again. So something you've done that you would absolutely <laughs> never do again. Okay. One thing that I, I would absolutely never do again. It's probably living in Texas. That's, that's very hot for me. Oh, we gotta have a follow-up. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> she's from oh, Texas. Hold on now. I, I know, I knew, I knew. I did, I did my, I did my, I did my homework, Leah. I apologize. I know, I know, but like, it's just so hot. You know what I mean? It's it was extremely very hot for okay. me. And maybe if I would have a car, I would be better stop. But I never have a car. Like in LA, I live without a car. In Austin, I live without a car. So I was walking one mile and one mile back in like a hundred degree weather when I worked in a restaurant. Oh, and I was very mad. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I really want to winter now. So okay. that's the only. You but know, I do love Austin, Texas. I do love Austin, Texas. Okay, I, I get, love, you know. I agree with you on that. I do love Austin too. I'm gonna let you slide on the heat. Because I'm, you got, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, you have pretty eyes and cute lips. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you a pass. <laughs> Thank you so much for the compliment. Oh, I'll give it to you. Too. <laughs> oh man, I just I, we're gonna have to have him come back on briefly uh, after he experiences a New York winter because I don't know that you've like I lived in Chicago. <laughs> experience? Oh yeah, that. I already experienced. He, oh, yeah, he can do okay. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, he can do Chicago. He can do New York. Ugh. I'm anti-winter. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, the next question is, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? Don't be mean. Mm. You know what I mean? If you mean, like, 
not good. Art can be mean sometimes too. I can be a very mean person, and I, I I'm only mean to people who are mean. But don't be mean. Be kind. You know. So mine would say, "I'm most happy when you feed me cock." That's a good one. You know, this is this is a very this is a very good motto in life. I feel like this is. I I really like it. I'm gonna tell my boyfriend. <laughs> Pumpkin. So they asked about my motto, and I said, "Don't be mean." But they said that their 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 best motto is, "I'm the most happy when you feed me cock." I'm still live recording. I'm just saying that their best motto is they told me their best motto is like, "I'm the most happy when you feed me cock." So. I <laughs> Okay, he's got he's gone to put furniture. <laughs> yeah, I think he appreciates oh, it. Oh man! Let's come back to PG thirteen content. <laughs> All right, what uh, what three things do you think about the most every day? Um, One of them's got to be cock at this point. So. <laughs> I don't think about cock. I'm not that. You know, <laughs> the three things that three things are for like free people or like or it doesn't matter. I think it could be people or it, it doesn't matter. Actually, three things. Three things. I think about work mm-hmm. is number one all the time. I'm always thinking about work. Then I think about boyfriend. It's the second thing or person, and uh, I think about food. I just have to know what I eat. <laughs> yeah, you know, coming back to your, <laughs> yeah, coming back to your question. Can't go wrong with food, honey. <laughs> uh, no. Nah. Right. All right. Uh, our next question is: If you can go back in time and change what one thing, what would it be? You know, it's like it's just you asked me this question, and the first thought I had. So, like, I moved to America five years ago, right? And um, basically, I was not able to leave till like a couple months ago because immigration process is tough. So I moved here and um, this is the thing, like I would not change anything in my life. You know, I don't think I would want to change. But my grandparents passed away a year ago, pretty much at the same day. It was like 15 years difference. And my last conversation with my grandmother was I talked to them like five times per week on Skype. You know, it was not a good time for me as well. You know, they passed away very fast and predictable. No one expected this. It was tragic. And the last conversation with my grandmother was that she wants me to have kids at some point in my life. And I was like, I'm not going to have kids. I don't care about kids. Like, this is not for me or something, you know? And I was, I got so protective because I was like so protective of my opinion. So I think one thing I would change is I would actually tell her that, hey, I will have kids. That's the only one thing I would change. That's a good. That's very good. All right. Number nine is going to be, what is your favorite holiday? Mm, favorite holiday? I think Christmas. Very basic. <laughs> I think Christmas is my favorite. Yeah. Are you going to go out on New Year's? I know New York has got the the Madison Square ball drop and all that. You know, recently the Supreme Court changed the rules about uh, holding your arm. I don't really want to be in New York City during the New Year's. That's true. During the ball drop, you know. 
That's so it can happen very good to point. anywhere in any place, but uh, I kind of rethought about attending like big, big things like this, you know? Yeah. Our last and final question. What is your favorite movie? I love New York. So a lot of movies that are filmed in New York, it's my favorite movies. So if you talk about favorite movie, I have, I would say, I cannot say one. I apologize. It's Devil Wears Prada, <laughs> it's How to Be Single, yeah. and Hunger Games. Those are good. I love science fiction. Those are, yeah. oh, I love science, I love sci-fi too. So those are good. Great choice. Great answer. Yeah, like, like. Yeah. Like if whenever I watch something, I take characters way too much personal, and like I can start like yelling "Katniss run" during the movie, you know, or like start to pretend there's going to be like the end of the world tomorrow. I'm thinking about um, bowl, you know, the shooting bowl classes, you know. So like I really like science fiction. It's a little dangerous. Yeah. I mean, you know who you guys talking to? I literally dated the straight guy, person who he loved, in order to keep him. I'm a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I take them serious too. I'm, I swear to God, if I see Jennifer Lawrence on the street, I'll be like, Katniss! Katniss! <laughs> I literally lived. I, it's so funny because I lived literally one block next oh, to wow. her when I moved into New York. And she was literally one block. And uh, she lives in a Jane Street. I moved out of a Jane Street like yesterday. We moved in a new apartment. And when I Googled that, she literally bought it. I went, I actually went to uh, Barber, right? And he was also on Jane Street. He's like, do you know there is like Andy Cohen here as like, or, you know, and when I moved into this, you know, I knew it's a good area. I didn't know that Jennifer Lawrence lived there. And I was really trying to pass by whenever I go home, <laughs> you know, I was trying to pass by her <laughs> home, you know, see maybe his light is on or something, <laughs> but nothing was <laughs> secured and stuff. So I didn't get lucky to see her. Maybe at some point in my life. Wow. If you may. Well, you, if you come... If you come to Kentucky, every girl here can probably shoot a bow and a rifle better than 90% of America. So you got oh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is here. And listen, if you don't want to do uh, New Year's in New York, you and the boo can always come and do a new Kentucky New Year's. We have a good time. Okay. I would definitely explore different <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hope everybody's loved that segment called Getting to Know Art. Um, Art, where can people follow you? Can you shout out some of your socials? And I also want you to talk about your new show, Art in the Park. People can follow me everywhere. I'm just everywhere. You know, if you want to find art, you can go to TikTok or you can go to Instagram or you can go to YouTube. I feel like on TikTok and Instagram, I'm a little bit less open than I am, for example, on YouTube. On YouTube, I do like live streams every Sunday and it's like big insight in my life. And I'm, I keep saying I'm a very boring person sometimes, you know, like I'm very old soul and I really like talk like about business or life or stuff, you know? So I feel like one of my favorite things to do is to do my YouTube life. It's called art lives and art Sunday life. So I really like if people would want to get to know me more than just, you know, 30 seconds or 15 seconds videos. I would definitely yeah. recommend to follow me on YouTube because this is where I do live stream on YouTube every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I've been doing it over a year. I, I think I missed like total, like maybe four weeks or five weeks out of 
you know, a long period of time. Because this is the place where I connect with people the most and I can talk about my life or I can talk about a specific problem or, you know, this is just the place, you know, where I do my little reality show, <laughs> just sitting in front of a computer and talking. And, right. Uh, when it comes to art in the park, it's something new that I've been doing, but I really like the response and I really like doing it more because on social media, it's hard to find your voice. Very often you can get caught on, you know, doing shirtless stuff and uh, which is not bad at all. For some people it works perfectly. It's just not something I see myself doing in terms of like 10 years or like, you know, maybe five, five years, yes, but 10 years, I'm not sure. <laughs> doing shirtless dances or shirtless comedy videos. And uh, art in a park is, you know, I thought about seeing, I love Central Park, right? And I moved to Upper West Side and I live like 10 minutes walk from Central Park. And I never really got to spend a lot of time because I lived in downtown New York. I went to Central Park multiple times, but I, I just was curious, who are the people who go to Central Park? You know, like, who are they? Are they yeah. always going to Central Park on Monday afternoon? Now I know <laughs> they're tourists, <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, I started to just asking questions, different kind of questions, you know, from people around, around the world. And, um, I created this art in a park account in TikTok. It's very easy to remember. It's art in a park and, uh, <laughs> everyone in New York city, I mean, everyone has a story, right? But everyone in central park has a story. Like there's very, very different people there, you know, from all over the world. And you can learn about them. And this is what is interesting for me. And I talk to American people too, who are like live in New York city and New Yorkers, but majority of the time it's me asking questions about what people think sometimes about the U S or like, what do people think about yeah. what is their story? What are they doing? Where they're visiting from? Right. Or like, do they like more is here or there, you know, would they ever be able to live here? This is kind of question that are like, just, I'm genuinely interested in. And this is the project I see myself doing and growing also as an interviewer later. So yeah, YouTube channel or Art in the Park. <laughs> yeah. Art in the Park. Is it true? <laughs> What's been the wildest uh, response so far when you're doing Art in the uh, Park? The wild, you mean what video did very well or? Well, like what's been the like wildest response? Like even video, something you may not have posted. Has, has anybody like oh, yeah, there was responded a girl, in a weird yes, way? There was a, there was a girl we were keeping her. She moved to Canada during the COVID and she lived in New York. She's a New Yorker. And now she lives with 32 people. And she told her a crazy New York City story, how she was minding her own business in downtown and she got punched in her face and her dog got kicked and, uh, the ma it was by my um, dude it was just I don't, I don't think he was from new york for sure and people got around her tried to protect her and talk to her and like help her and he just ran away and that uh, she was very articulate and she talked like very very like i don't know she told her story very well you know but i'm keeping her for now like, oh wow I'm keeping her for now. i don't post her yet i'm trying to figure it out yet. <laughs> yeah. but this was definitely it's too definitely, soon definitely one of the crazy <laughs> stories but I do, I do have, uh, going back to the Central Park, when I visit uh, Central Park, I wasn't in the area you was in. You was in a good area. The area I was in, I found myself <laughs> on my knees. <laughs> I know, Lord. I know there are specific areas, yeah. Lord. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. 
I found myself behaving it's, it's very okay. badly. That's, in the a, that's oh another show goodness. idea. Bad in a park. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bad in maybe, maybe next time you visit, you guys. I don't, I don't think it's going to be very TikTok friendly sometimes, though, you know, but like some other platforms. <laughs> I think that's. I, I think Art, you've got your first guess. It's Leah after dark in the park. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so let's go into the segment that we call the do's and don'ts advice. Okay. Uh, what are some advice that you have, uh, and it can be on any topic of your choosing. So uh, any topic that I choose to the to the mm-hmm. gay community, or it doesn't matter. Can be anything. Okay, absolutely do. anything. Dare to dream big. I feel like this is the do's. Um, do's is uh, risk a lot. Take a lot of risk. If you don't risk, you're going to be, you're not necessarily going to get if you where you want, right? And uh, do, um, do, do get in relationships. I think a lot of people nowadays say Ooh. don't get in relationships. I would say don't get in relationships if you find the right person. I, don't be, if, or, this is another thing. Don't, don't be afraid to, fell in love, right? It's comes from this third one. Don't be afraid to fall in love even if it was sucks before. I would say I had zero, zero luck in terms of romantic experiences till I was pretty much 24. Like at least, you know, till you're 24, you at least like have at least some relationships, at least some, like I've never had anything besides that Carl's situations, you know, when I tried to be, <laughs> when I tried to be straight. So do not be afraid to fall in love. Do not do not pretend someone who you're not, you know, I feel like it's very important to say truth to yourself because people will see it, you know, and, um, don't come out if you're not ready, you know, don't, don't get into this experiences. Don't come out when you're like still financially dependable on parents. And you know, that your parents go to church every Sunday or every day, you know, I mean, like, be careful. That's the most important experience. All right. I think that's all really great advice. Um, It seems as though you are a little love struck. So I want you to talk about, obviously, you have been dating uh, for eight months now, I believe. uh, It's going on Uh, 12 months now, yeah. Going on 12. So we're almost at that year mark. So uh, one thing a lot of people want to know is how is it navigating uh, like being a social media content creator uh, while your significant other lives somewhat of a more private life? Um, I know you've had him in a few different things, but he's not as uh, in all of your content, like some of them that do the dating type TikToks and stuff like that. How's that been for you? I like to not mix that much uh, love with uh love with the social media because this is the content I do a lot of there. You can see a lot of couples who do like content. There are couple content. I don't want to depend on anyone. And I like to say that happiness loves calmness. You know, no one knows his name yet still, even though he was, you know, I recently showed him more things and he's not like against that much, you know, he just minds his own business and uh, like he is completely different world. And, uh, I have uh, different platforms. As you guys know, I have all the kind of platforms. I have Patreon, I have only friends, and uh, I'm very lucky right. in terms of this because I am, um, like, he is very, you know, very, very confident in himself. Because I feel like if the guy is not confident, he can have a problem with, you know, only fans or 
you know, or I have a lot of messages in my DMs. I don't usually respond to a lot of messages, you know, but I can get like some, you know, not, a, not the best pictures uh, in my DMs or stuff, but I feel like trust is very important, you know, between two people. I had a guy who I went on a date with like in Austin, Texas before I moved here. And I remember like on the second date, he told me, I will never introduce you to my family if you have a Patreon and like with the pictures you do. So right. I was like, okay, goodbye now. <laughs> but that was his, right. you know, yeah. by the end of the date, he said, you know, that, oh, you know, I actually had a math problem at some point in my life, even though he was very put together, he would never say this, very you know what I mean? But like, he would never say wow. this and it's not, you know, like it just, a lot of people have their own baggage and sometimes this baggage can affect their trust. So I feel like uh, yeah. the person who I date, uh, he's just very, very confident and very strong in himself. And uh, he respects what I do. And, you know, we didn't buy chairs, but I made him wait in the living room while I'm just talking to you. I mean, he might not get to lay down here. <clears throat> so, because we just moved in <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, I feel like you just really need to, I like to put sometimes uh, our mutual moments or like, you know, we moved in, we had a live stream because like, some point in our life we can see it like in five years or like you know it's it's a cool thing to document things that's the beauty of what i yeah. do you know yeah before you go into that because i'm gonna bail out in a minute i do want to say it's been a pleasure meeting you thank you um i i love your story i read it at work today just to get a little background but before i leave i have a question sure is it work <laughs> getting a subscription to your OnlyFans, and I want to know what do you show on the OnlyFans? You know, I'm very, I'm very, very, very open about it, right? So oh. I would uh -huh. definitely tell you, please read the description. And Ooh. description says everything. Like, put, put, put a thought mm. to description. You know, there's a lot of people who trying to. Hold. You know, I'm not going to tell you right here right. because people will not go to No, not they will not. No, I want, I want people to go check description if they're into this. Why not? You know? So let's, this, let's get I, some I promotion situation. The, I worry about the other people. I'm trying to look for myself because I know eyes and your lips blue and I know you got a book, honey. <laughs> but uh, the way you feel on my screen, honey, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't show. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely something. I don't show my boyfriend there, Why? you know, so I it's only me. I just want to see you. <laughs> okay. So I would say it's a very spicy, spicy part of <laughs> okay, art. Well, okay. It's a very spicy, okay, well, spicy art. Yeah. It's it's made for the person, the people who really the like art. Thirsty, you know, so the thirsty spicy. people, just like you. Yes, like Leah. Me, huh? I think I think you you would qualify. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not judging you. Okay. Listen, it's a, you know, I, I follow people sometimes. Yeah. Well, I don't do OnlyFans. I just subscribe <laughs> and watch, honey. But I subscribe <laughs> and watch too sometimes. <laughs> I'm here on the Oh, man. man. Listen, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I have to bounce because I, I have a bounce. Real quick, I, did he. Do I do anything? Like, what do you want Real to quick, do? Art, did you have a question for Leah for the pot of gold? Yeah, very, very, yeah. very quick. I have the same question for two yeah. of you. Top three qualities every man should have. What was Top it? three qualities every man. I said top three qualities every man should have. Did you hear that, Leah? Yeah, for me? Yeah, you can go ahead. And... One, uh, 
uh, one, a great personality, uh, a job, and a big dick. That's a good combination. <laughs> Wait, we got to repeat that. That's we got to repeat that. Great person. What was it? Great personality. A job and a big ass dick. <laughs> Wait, both. big ass or big dick? I like it both ways, and I like to gobble the front and lick the back, honey. <laughs> right. That's a good choice here. You made a good choice. I mean, my career I, I'm going to risk than Curtis, so don't, don't mind are. me. You are very much more risque than me. Uh, my answers are not going to be that. Uh, but my top three, obviously, number one, they're going to have to be versed because we got to be compatible. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, they've got to read a shit ton of books. Uh, so have ambition, I think, is, is number two. Um, and third one is, for me, uh, they're going to be a twink. So, yeah. You're like, you're a twink so. lover. Okay. <laughs> so that's going to be my three. Um, yeah. So I know, Leah, you are going to dip out on us. Uh, Art, yes. if you'll stick around, yes. I'm going to have you answer a few more questions. Uh, Leah, if yes. you'll okay. qu- you'll leave the call, but just okay. make sure that your yeah. uh, computer stays up. No. All right. Yep. All right. Great meeting you, Amy. Mwah, Curtis, I love you. Bye. Love you, too. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right. I wanted to circle back. Art and uh, give a little bit more of your actual story. Um, so thanks. Uh, so let's go with. Um, let's talk about your story coming to America. Um, I know that you have commented in previously that you only had like five hundred dollars whenever you arrived, and that's like all you had. So can you tell us, uh, kind of like from Poland to America, what's your story? From Poland to America, I decided that I want to go and try work here after school. And there was a lot of documentation process that takes a lot of effort and, you know, a lot of money to come here. A lot of people don't realize this, you know, because they think it's just, you know, so much, so easy, right. To buy a ticket at this point, it was like $800, I think two way, two, two way ticket or one way ticket. I don't remember, but like I was making at this point, like $500 for two jobs or like, you know, sometimes it was $700 per month, but I still had to pay for my school. I had to pay for my rent. You know, I was very independent since I was 17. So I really spent a lot of time. I spent a year saving money and, um, I got a job being in Poland. I got a job. I made the resume. I went on YouTube and found how to make a resume. American way because European way is completely different in American way. In American way, you guys don't have a picture, you know, it's all, you know, black and white in yeah. Europe is like, you have a picture, it can be different designs you know, and it's still people think that it's a good resume. So I really put a lot of work and looking for a job. It's one of my biggest achievements, I think, to find a job being there here. Because a lot of people struggle finding a job being here, you know? Right. So it was a very big achievement for me. I went on Google and I started, I picked the city I want to go. I really wanted to go to Ocean City, Maryland, because that's where a lot of kids were going sometimes when they go into work and, you know, so from Europe, there is like a lot of cities in North, everywhere, pretty much where people from Europe come to work, you know, here. And um, they work like customer service jobs or, you know, sales jobs. 
So I picked the city and I went to Google Maps and I literally went and I started to write email. Hi, I'm looking for a job. This is my email. I'm a guy from Europe and I want to find a job. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. not, not that easy. <laughs> so I literally went to Google Map and picked the places and uh, it was all the places I could find. And I sent everywhere and I had two employers who got back to me. One employer kind of flopped, you know, because I didn't really understand. Like, she, we had a great interview and she was awesome. And she said that she has Russian son-in-law. So I thought, okay, I'm Ukrainian, I, but my dad is Russian. So sometimes I can say I'm Russian. I'm not really, but you know, don't consider myself Russian. But right. um, I thought it was ready, but the employer just kind of flipped. I don't know why, but then she got back to me when I moved to America, like when I came to America already, right? And then there is another employer who was Polish lady. She came like me. She also decided that she wants to stay for her reasons. And she was the general manager, you know? And at this point I was studying in Poland. She never spoke to me in Polish though. She was a little bitch, but doesn't matter. <laughs> but we had an interview. I didn't really have that great of the English yet. I definitely could talk and I prepared, you know, you can prepare to specific job interview and stuff. So I got an answer from her and she's like, you got a job offer and okay. Wow. And the job offer was selling kites in a kite shop. And I was selling kites in the kite shop for $7 per hour, which seemed to me like a lot of money at this point in my life, you know, but I was not happy with it because it was not a lot of money and I really needed to make more. And, uh, I got a second job. So I moved here with $500. I had a job that I started like five days after I moved here and I found the landlord who was Ukrainian immigrant who moved here in nineties, you know, so he. He was a very cool guy. He's like, I don't know, he was a little older. He's like 50 now, probably. He was like 45 or something. And he was trying to, he lives in Washington, D.C. And he trying to rent his uh, Ocean City house, like one room, you know, because he's there on the, during the weekends. And I was like, okay, I'm trying to, I went on Facebook again and on Russian Facebook. And I tried to put very daily if I needed to find a house, right? And I got very lucky. I found this guy. And he's like, you know, you could be, you have to be clean. You have to be very calm. You have to be LGBTQ friendly. He was gay, you know, but I was in wow. class and I never told him I was gay to like three years. And I was telling him my fairy tales <laughs> that I date girls. <laughs> I was right. really telling him my fairy tales. <laughs> you know, yeah. I tried my best. <laughs> I tried my best to cover it up, you know, but you could see how I walk and talk. But uh, yeah, I had like... I had like uh, two two interviews with him. Actually, it was not an interview. He was trying to make sure that I'm not like a psych buff, you know. And it right. was so funny <laughs> because I uh, I was about to leave. It was like ten hours before my flight. So what was happening? I had five hundred dollars, right? I was supposed to go to New York City. I was. It was like also my third or fifth life ever. I didn't really flew a lot in my life, you know. I was twenty years old. I was trying to find how to get to Ocean City from New York. So I had my first flight from Warsaw to Paris and from Paris to New York, right? And eight hours before the flight, literally, uh, he texts me, hey, I was like, hey, here's my address if they're gonna ask you on the border. And also I have miles that are expiring or something. Do you want the free ticket from New York to Washington <laughs> DC? Because my point was that I'm gonna come to New York and I'm gonna go to New York Times Square 
and I'm gonna find Greyhound stop because it's near Times Square. Like imagine, twenty years old yeah. boy <laughs> comes to New York, yeah. <laughs> goes home by himself without really knowing anything, without an American debit card, nothing, uh, five hundred dollars. That was my plan, you know. And I was like, I figured where this, you know, things. And then he texted me. I'm like, holy moly, like yes, let's do this. The only problem is that the time between these two tickets, between when I land to New York and when I go and take off from to Washington DC, it was 40 minutes time. And it's JFK. So it was 40 minutes, it was JFK. So I landed in New York, welcome to America. And it's so funny because, (laughs) um, you know, when you're an immigrant, you're very nervous when you go during the border to talk to immigration officer, because they can just tell you, you don't belong here and send you back. Right. And yeah. everyone is so stressed out, especially like the first time they come or even if they come on work visa or student visa, it doesn't matter. Everyone is always stressed out about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to the officer. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be good. And I was like, I have all these questions I prepared and I'm giving him my um, Polish ID, right? That I have. And he starts talking to me in Polish. And he's like, where are you going in Polish language? You know what I mean? So he was Polish right. who was born here and he spoke Polish and who was there. And he didn't ask me any questions. He's like, so where are you going? And I was like, I'm going, you know, this and this city. And he's like, cool. And, and he's like, are you from Poland? I was like, I'm from Ukraine, but I studied in Poland for three years. And he's like, welcome to America. And I remember this feeling. <laughs> but before it all happened, yeah. there was like 300 people in front of me. And I had 40 minutes. So I knew there is something wow. not right. <laughs> I'm not going to make it this way. You know what I mean? It's literally like 400 people in front of me and they had to go through oh this information. So what I did, I saw there is some person there who was a cleaning guy. I don't know who he was or the person who is not the cleaning person, but the person who is trying to see where people go. You know, he's not security yeah. guard, but he's just telling people. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it. I'm popping to this guy. I was like, I'm sorry, you know, with my English. He doesn't really speak English too. He <laughs> yeah. didn't really speak English too, you know? We couldn't really, oh, like, wow. he was not the great at speaking <laughs> English too. So I started talking to him. I have like 40 minutes, please. Like, can we do something? And he's like, yeah, go, 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 go. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, and I something, and I, and I sort of say, do, 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 you know? And we do, 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 So we kind of understood each other and he let me in. You know, with my break in English, you know, like I'm going in and I'm like running to officer. Officer is like very fast. You know, he's like, okay, you're like, <laughs> yeah. welcome to America. And I start to run and I had a baggage that I needed to register because it was my biggest bag. I'm coming to the lady asking how to register a baggage. I'm running like crazy. I found a train. I changed the terminal. You know, I had to do this because it was international flights to regular flights. So I run like crazy very sweaty. I can barely breathe. You know, I just stopped smoking. Like, you know, I, you know, I was not good at at life at some point. And I go and apparently in order to register the baggage, you need to have a debit card or something with the card. You can't pay cash. And I'm coming to the lady and she was so mean, extremely mean. Like, She's like, what, what do you talk to? Like, you know, she's hating my accent. She's not here for this. She's like, get a debit card, get a debit card. And like showing me like with her hands and like, and I was like, where do I get a debit card? So there is a, there was a, like a small thing, but you can get a debit card for like one time or two times, you know? So you need to deposit it. $25. I was like, holy moly, $25 is like a lot of money out of my budget <laughs> with $500. So yeah. I get a credit card. 
and I go and run register the back and I start to run to these gates. And literally I was the last person they were closing the gate. They didn't, they, there was a last person who was walking in when I stopped, you know, and, uh, I got on a plane and this is how we got to America. Uh, it's a long story. Wow. About that's a, that's a great story though. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, you don't actually, I mean, as an American, I would never think about all the things that you have to do as an immigrant right off the plane, like, and how quickly all of that has to occur. So yeah, was that's very quick. interesting. Well, one other, other thing, I think it's incredibly brave what you've done. You came to America with no family, uh, nobody really here that you knew. Um, obviously, uh, one thing I want to comment on is uh, your mom. Uh, your mom has supported you throughout this uh, journey, uh, but recently you got to see her again. Yeah. What was that reunion like? My mom knew, like, if I'm going to come, it's going to be for a while because it's a long process, you know? And uh, you see, like, she kind of made her pace with it. That's why this process wasn't. Like, we were mm -hmm. just trying not to think. You know, five years, it's a lot of years. It was a it was a great experience. It was amazing. You know, we spent a great time and, uh, she said that she does not regret, but she's a little bit, um, uh, she's a little bit regretting one thing that she's never going to get this five years back. That's what she said. I felt like this five yeah. years passed like one day, you know, and, uh, we, we had a great time. There's never enough time, but I felt like I needed to break this wall, you know, in order like to see yeah. us already. And, uh, it's, this wall is gone and now we can see each other more often, you know? So, and that's I great. Too. it's pretty, pretty cool. City. Yeah, that is great. Um, we have, I think that will wrap us up on kind of the life stories and stuff. So I have your final pot of gold question, okay. um, from me, and then we will wrap up, uh, your pot of gold from me. Uh, recently, you have been talking a lot about how people uh, don't like where you're shirtless as much on your Instagram post and those kind of things where it feels like you're only in the algorithm based on attractiveness. Mm -hmm. So my question is, if you were to wake up tomorrow um, and could no longer utilize any part of your attractiveness, what do you think you would go into uh, for a living and why? You know, I think I, I'm gonna answer what do I do. I'm gonna answer the shirt first. I would go to IT yeah. and I would uh, go to this Russian guy who has a quality assurance testing school. Yeah. I would go there and I study six months and then you get a job for $60,000 and then it all depends on you. Like I have a lot of people, this is like a pathway for immigrants who really wanna learn and you know, and then you have, you know, in two years you make 100K. You know, it's, it's yeah. a very, like, I know myself, if I would be in a position when like all my streams are income and like, I can't do this anymore or something. And I really like need to settle or something for the time being, I would start with this and then I will get to like more project management and change and being project manager at working startup. Cause I'm very passionate about technology as well. I really like technology and everything that's going on. Uh, the, the only thing I want to correct, I don't think I'm an algorithm because of my shirtness. You know, I don't okay. think, <laughs> I think, I think it helps, right? but actually like, if you see my videos, like all the videos, when I'm just cute and shirtless, like on TikTok, right? They all don't get views. Like I wish I would get, really? yes, they don't get views. Like I'm not that great. You know, yes, shirtless pictures on Instagram. Yes. 
but on my TikTok, they, it doesn't really work. It's like one in 10 videos when I'm like, I'm very jealous sometimes of the people who just open in their mouth and like lip syncing and they have a million views. I've never had this. <laughs> like I have to come up with the yeah. ideas. I have to come up with like different things. You know what I mean? Like for me, I wish I would get it. You know, there is a guys who are literally like, I love this guy. His name is Jake Andridge. He's just very hot. You know, he's like, he's very smart as well, right? But his content is all third straps. If you think that I would not want to, like, if third straps would work for me, <laughs> guys, we would not be sitting talking here. You know, I would be like just doing third strap, making money in OnlyFriends and just, you know, be chill, do not share my life, you know, or stuff. Again, it's a joke. I don't really <laughs> see awesome. myself doing this for a long time, but I do want to comment that. I don't know. Yeah. People don't like that's... twinks or twinks are out of fashion. It does help. <laughs> on, on TikTok, I wish I would get what I'm already talking because I'm bit, I'm being so annoyed. You know, when you like, when you're like doing the idea or like coming up with a video or something, right? And then someone is just opening their mouth and they have like a million views because he has a mustache or because he's straight. <gasps> you know what I mean? And the problem yeah. with TikTok, a lot of times they were very homophobic when I was in my TikTok era. Yeah. So all the shirtless videos and all the shirtless comedies were literally taken down like like this. Yeah. It was nonstop. I cannot tell you how many times I got discouraged. I My account was like banned from the live streams just because I was dancing without shirt. But when Garrett Nolan does it, no one cares, you know? And, right. um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was very homophobic. And now still, still there is like, even when like I was not shirtless and I was wearing short, you know, like the gay comedy and stuff, it was getting pushed very badly in, you know, and that's why I got discouraged of doing TikTok. You know, I got very discouraged at some point and I took a very long break. So I, yeah, I wish I, I, think wish that's I would what... be on Instagram. I will be honest on Instagram. It helps, you know, on Instagram, it helps like yeah. be just shirtless and you can see difference in likes when you post shirtless picture and not shirtless picture. But again, I feel like there's yeah. a lot of cute guys who are out there who thinking that, okay, they're going to do it for a while. And there's a lot of cute guys, but if you, if you scroll through and you get to this shirtless guy, TikTok, right? It's a lot of them who that's all they do. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. that's all they do. And they don't really have the community. They might have a million people. They don't have community. They, you know, they do for my, and I, I'm not against, you know, I just have a little different values and I don't think that it's something that is going to bring me happiness. I have a happiness when like, I'm being myself and talk to people, you know, it's just my thing. I just think that definitely being cute, it helps. And uh, yeah. being good, being <laughs> with good genes, it helps. I'm always going to acknowledge this, but there's only so far where you can get with being just cute. There's not enough to be just cute. You know what I mean? There's a lot of cute people, guys, out there, so much cuter than me. They don't do well. <laughs> so it's really important to know, you know, to know your values and goals and, like, you know, be determined where you want to get in life. Yeah, I, I think that's a great response to that. Not, like, just the various social media sites and what works and what doesn't always interest me. Cause like, I, I would have thought TikTok would have been the one that, you know, a shirtless uh, video would have gotten a huge response, but obviously Instagram is it's better 
there than it would be on TikTok. So yeah. I love that. And I, I think you've uh, helped a lot of creators out there kind of figure out which direction to go on some of those I platforms. Think you, just so. post you know what I mean? I posted, I started to do yeah. Facebook recently. We got 10,000 on Facebook almost. It's like 9,000 something. Wow. And the most random video went viral on Facebook, you know, actually when I was in you know, when it's just every <laughs> platform is so different. You know, you just should post everywhere. There you go. Well, y'all heard it from Art today. Um, thank you so much for being on our show. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed talking thank to you. Guys, you and awesome. I love your content. So we appreciate you being on our show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. I wish you good luck and very cool guests. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to come on back now. I know we all love a little vibration, so if you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And we will surprise you on occasion with a new release vibration in your pocket. But in the meantime, if you find yourself alone or crossing new horizons along the rainbow trail and you need a friend or even a laugh to get you through those dark and stormy nights, holler on out to us at www.weatheringrainbows.com where you can find shelter in the blogs, videos, and other episodes that will hopefully keep you out of a whole heap of trouble. So until next time, y'all, giddy up, be true to yourself, and make the best of life. And wherever the wild tracks may lead you, may the rainbow always touch your shoulder.